I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelles. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born What's going to be on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Phillips. What it do? Fired up and waiting. Let's get it. And the good doctor... Now if you need now if you're having a heart attack, still call a real doctor. But but the the good doctor Eric Thomas. Hey, but do me a huge favor though. Right after you hang up and you're waiting for the doctor, call your boy and I'll keep you occupied until my <laughs> man get there. Cause it's gonna you know take him saying? a minute. They to be get like, there. oh, Dr. Thomas. I say, hey, you know what I'm saying? Something though? go wrong in this joint. I still want you to call the hospital. You, you know what I'm saying? Though it's gonna take on the line. How long is it gonna take the doctor to get dressed and get there though? So I'm your guy, <laughs> I'm your guy in the interim. Right. If you need me to wax deep while you waiting on the yeah, real doctor. I, just, I keep you. Don't die on me. Don't die on me. You know what I'm saying? I keep, yeah. I keep you focused. Hey, man. Well, I just, uh, I'm just, I'm just blessed and highly favored that we can actually do the podcast today. He got us up around about four o'clock this morning talking about he want to do the podcast and then just disappeared on us. So yeah. well, he um, forgot to know. mention it to me. See? Oh, he forgot to tell Carl. He then he's like, oh, I'm me. on my way somewhere. He's like, I'm out. I'm ready in 20 minutes. I'm walking. I'm, I'm driving. I'm like, what in the... <laughs> hey, so, and you know what's so funny? What's so funny is the thing that caught me up, I thought I would never have... I'm like, my kid's out the house. And here it is still, though. My son, you know, Michigan State basketball has uh, midnight madness tomorrow. And he's like, Dad, my car broke down. I got to get the fresh cut. And I put my son before the podcast, see? And it happened so quick, too. I didn't even think uh, about it. I forgot all about the podcast. Let me tell you something. Without this podcast, mm. ain't going to be no Midnight Madness. You feel <laughs> me? Get your priorities straight. You feel me? You know what <laughs> <laughs> be back at, at, at the uh, community college in a hurry if we can't get this podcast done. Right? We got loyal uh, listeners who waiting for us every week, but they ain't going to fool with us. So anyway, man, uh, we, we, we are on, man. Y'all going to get this at the regularly scheduled time. Man, I got in my tripping order this week. And um, am I tripping? And I, I promise y'all, I messed up my whole day yesterday. Am I tripping or is losing your wallet just about the worst thing that can happen to you in your life? Or your keys. Once you're your keys. Look, your wallet and your keys. I promise you, I don't know what it is. I lost my wallet yesterday. Shut my whole morning down. Like, I'm talking about, I couldn't even think. I had phone calls coming through I couldn't answer, emails I couldn't get to. I'm talking about, I literally had to shut down my entire life, right? And so it's crazy. And 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 I'm tripping because, I'm you know, my dad would kill me. I don't even like, I'm, he listened to the podcast too, so I'm sorry, Pops, I know you're listening right now. My dad is old school. You got your wallet in your left front pocket and your keys in your right front oh, pocket. <laughs> and you set it in the same spot when you come Every through day. the house. <laughs> Every single day. I'm talking about like clockwork. I, I ain't never seen my dad lose his keys. The only time my dad might not know where his keys was is if like one of us was to drive the car when we were teenagers, take his, take his keys out of his pocket and just go somewhere and come back and put them in a different spot. And I'm talking about he would lose his mind like, where are my keys? So I know better. But yet and still, I don't have a routine for where I necessarily put the keys and where I put my wallet. So yesterday, I come in, uh, it's time for me to take the babies to school. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm taking the babies. I get them all round up. I'm like, boom, all right. Usually my wallet is somewhere in the downstairs area on a table. And I, I can't see it. I'm like, man, I don't see my wallet. That's strange. You know what I'm saying? I'm checking my, I tell Candace, I'm like, boo, run upstairs. 
and look at my jeans. Like, maybe I left it in my jeans. Go upstairs. She's like, no, it's not here. I'm like, well, the kid's about to be late. Trey going to be late for breakfast. Let me get him near, and I'll find it when I come home. I'm going to go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Just say a little prayer on the way that I don't get pulled over. So I go to the daycare, still not tripping, drop them off, go to the gym, still not tripping, get a workout in, come back home. And I'm like, okay, time to find a wallet. So I start looking around everywhere. And, you know, my son the night before then kind of tore up the downstairs. So I'm like, let me, you know, let me just start by cleaning the whole crib. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a good place to start. I can't find it because it's too much clutter. So I clean up the whole crib. I'm talking about she's sparkling. I still don't see it. So now, you know, you got to start going in couch cushions. You got to start looking inside drawers and just crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then you start getting nervous and you start looking places you know it ain't. You're like, why am I looking still underneath got a check, the though. sink? Yeah, you got to check. So I go out to the car, right? I'm like, man, go out to the car. I don't see it in the car. Uh, now now my heart's starting to beat fast, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? We done already had a little, a little fraud scheme on our cards a little while ago. And I'm like, man, somebody done got me. I done dropped my wallet somewhere. So, you know, you start thinking all the worst. I'm like seeing my man balling out of control, buying a new car. <laughs> so I'm like, shoot. I'm like, so Candace's like, I don't know. I ain't seen it. I go next door, try to see if the, uh, they seen it next door. My brother, they like, look, we ain't seen it. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go to the last place I remember. I go to the gas station. I walk in the gas station. I mean, looking dumb. Y'all got a wallet up here? You know what I'm saying? Knowing that if somebody mm, finds the gas mm, station, they mm. probably bought some gas and dip. It's not up there. Then I started thinking. I said, man, Trey was in here with my wallet. And you know, my heart dropped even farther. Like, oh, it's no telling where it could be if he got so his hands it could hands be in the toilet. <laughs> Bro, I spent an hour and a half tearing the crib up. And when I say I'm looking everywhere, I'm looking in vents, I'm looking down the basement, I'm looking in playrooms, I'm looking in, you know, drawers that ain't never been opened in two years. And finally, I find my wallet sitting at the bottom of a toy box. I'm talking about buried to the very bottom under a thousand toys. (laughs) My man took my wallet and put, I was like, I'm, I was so relieved, I couldn't even be mad. You know what I'm saying? I was so relieved to have my wallet that I couldn't even be mad, man. So nobody spent up my money. Uh, I got the wallet back. But am I tripping or is it just like the worst feeling in the world to lose your wallet or your keys? So for me and you, yes, absolutely. I, I live everything you go up through. But I don't see, I'm, I'm talking about E loses stuff like every other day. Oh, no, nah, E's a different story. Yeah, he don't different. count. He don't even count. <laughs> It's a different ball game. No, I, I think I think what happens to us see with our lifestyle now, because you are a, a creature of habit for the most part. I am too. Absolutely. But I think what happens with us is it's a lot going on, and yeah, when you got yeah. a lot going on, man, you don't know what could happen. Like you just like you just said, you just left it here. You thought, but it could be in the jeans. Sometimes you throw it in a backpack. Um, you know, it's all kinds of stuff yeah. happening. And, yeah. and and then even with you and E, I know y'all don't like. I, I, this is a little quirk, y'all. Y'all don't know this, but E and C cannot speak with stuff on them. So like literally nope. their wallets, the EB complaining about the little mic yeah. pack, but literally like they'll take the yeah. mic, I mean the wallet out and give it to me or somebody, you know, every time they speak. But I'm just saying, because we got so much going on, man, it's hard, it's hard. But that 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 thing that your dad is on is the key, man. You just gotta become that creature of oh, habit. Yeah, it had two places yeah. that you put it, you know what I'm saying? If it ain't in your wallet, yeah. you know it's on that counter or if it's something, that's, that's the, that's like I try to do up my best like that. 
there's one spot that I always end up putting it in. Like I got a backpack that I like, that's my sure place that I could find it. Cause usually we on the move, you know, grabbing a computer, grabbing something. Right, right, like right. I just keep it in the top of that backpack. So if it's not there and it's not in my pants. See, and I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm, I got like a, a little hood left in me. I'm always scared somebody's just going to rip it right up out the, that top. Yeah, out the you backpack. know, in the backpack. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I can't feel it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, hey, I got to switch it up now. Cause I don't put it on the podcast. So I can't have it in the oh, backpack. Oh yeah. Oh no doubt. You about to get hit. <laughs> yeah. Next time we out, they like, yeah, I know. Carl got the wallet right there. But yeah, I don't know what E, you maybe you can, I don't even know if you can contribute to this conversation because E loses his keys in his wallet. I'm talking about uh, daily. Probably once or twice daily. a day. Yeah, daily. Um, so, but like I said, one thing I'm, I will say about that e word, is, guys, lose yeah, and misplaced. Right, misplaced. Two different misplaced. Lose yeah, lose when you don't tell, get it back. I, novice. I have to tell novice that who not used to misplacing stuff. That's a total Yo, I'm difference. I'm telling E. It might it might be easy to just keep a credit card on file at Outback and Chipotle. You know what I'm saying? As often as he leave his card there, just go on and let him run you an account. That hey, way you, you don't got to bring nothing in. E, what we need to do with you for real is Apple Pay. You need to have that joint on your phone because the one thing E will not lose is his phone. Oh no. Yeah, he'll nah, have that phone not, up nah. for yeah. So we oh, need I'm to get to put my, Apple yeah, I, my phone is too important to me. Yeah. It's too important. Oh yeah, no, nah, he definitely ain't gonna lose that phone. Now. He gonna he gonna lose a lot else. <laughs> But he's not going to lose that phone. That phone is glued to his hand. So anyway, just a minor little uh, heart attack I had yesterday while looking for my wallet. And I know, you know, my listeners out there, ladies, you know, fellas, if you ever lost anything of value, valuable importance. And sometimes I'll be real. You know, sometimes you know when it's gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what it is, but like, you ever lose something and you like, yeah, she gone. Like, it's just gone. Like, it's in the trash somewhere in Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes <laughs> you feel like it's around here. And that was uh-huh. the feeling I had yesterday. I'm like, yo, I don't feel like it's gone, gone. You know, I, and I don't know what that means, right? Like, I could have dropped it at the gas station. I'm not sure. But sometimes you get the feeling like, oh, yeah, no, it's gone, gone. And I ain't had that feeling yesterday, so I kept fighting. Shout out to me, man, for being resilient and not giving up the good fight and just looking. I'm talking about everywhere. I was listening. I, I promise you, I opened up stuff that I had not even looked in in years because I knew... Uh, that little monster probably had it somewhere. So I found it and, um, you know, we lived to fight another day. So shout out to me for the resilience and shout out to Trey for um, being the best uh, hide and go seek player in the world with my wallet. All right. So uh, let's jump into the episode today, man. We had a lot that we wanted to talk about. Um, but one thing kept coming up to the front of my mind, and it was a question that we had on last week's podcast that he was like, yo, you know, we'll get to it later. And I don't have the question pulled up still, so I apologize to whoever asked the question, but know that we are addressing your question. But I think it's important um, that we get to it. And he and I, I told E what I wanted to talk about a little bit yesterday, but I didn't even get his feedback because I wanted, you know, when we come on here, guys, we like to have genuine conversations this is not a whole lot of stuff that we have planned. We might just throw an idea out there, but we like to give you guys our genuine feedback and responses off situations. And so the question last week, if you remember from the podcast that we didn't get to, somebody asked E, E, what was the difference between your old team and your new team? So if you look at E's career, he's been speaking for 20 some years. And Carl and I have been with him on the second half of that journey. But he did have a team on the first half of that journey. And so, um, e, I guess, you know, from I'll kind of paraphrase, but like, what was the difference in not just you as a person? And, and, and we can speak to that as well. But what was the difference in the guys you were running with before 
and then the difference when you got with us. And this is not a, you know, I'm not trying to bash nobody you were with before. That was a season, and, and it got you to a certain level. Um, but then, you know, obviously when we came along, it was a different season for us. So what were the differences between the two? And then hopefully we can help all our entrepreneurs out there, our leaders and, you know, people moving and shaking, um, help them construct and build their team in a way that can take them to that next level. So, so one of the things I want to do, fellas, uh, I, I want to make sure that, you know, because I never like to speak from a victim standpoint, you know, I always like to speak from a place of empowerment. So, so I just want to make sure that as I'm talking, you don't think that I'm trying to avoid the question, you know, um, but I just want to make sure that it's, it's empowering that once you get off this, um, you know, podcast, you're able to, you know, make some strategic moves and say, okay, he said one, two, three, I got it. This is how I can incorporate uh, this into my personal life. Um, so, so the first thing I'll say, see, because you're talking about family now. You're talking about a lot of the guys that rode with me. It wasn't just business. Like, you know, we were and we're still family. So I often tell people you can't compartmentalize greatness. You know what I'm saying? You hear me say that a lot. You can't compartmentalize. But I have to be honest and say, see, in, in this regard, I did compartmentalize. You know, I said to myself, character wise, I mean, let's be real. And you guys know some of these guys. Character-wise, you're not going to find better men on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Just flat out, that, that operate with a spirit of integrity, guys that are loyal, you know, guys who are men of faith, you know, um, you, you're not going to find that anywhere else. These are guys that, you know, my, my children call uncle, you know, that my wife um, um, respects, you know, and loves, you know, um, they're like, you know, family to her. So, so in this rare instance, I did have to compartmentalize, see, and I had to separate the spiritual, um, 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 what would you call it, contributions that we made to each other, see, you know, the, 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 the family, you know, contribution. Like I had to separate all of that, see, the integrity, the character, and say at this point in my life, see, it's got to be about business. Because I did feel, see, that I was hitting that glass ceiling that you talked about. You know, I felt that. I felt like, as a matter of fact, Pastor uh, Willis said, I mean, Pastor Doggett said to me, Dr. James Doggett said to me, you know, E.T., if you don't do X, Y, and Z in another 10 years, you, you go, you go, you're going to be like that guy, you know, that, you know, that actor, see, that had a nice little run, you know, on good times. And then after good times, like you didn't hear about him anymore. You know what I'm talking about? That actor that, but then you saw my man, uh, uh, George Jefferson, not only did he had a run with the Jefferson C, but he had a run, and I'm going back for some of you who are a little younger, but he had a run, you know, an A-man. You know, he had, he had different runs. You look at Martin. Martin had a run with Martin, and then, you know, Bad Boys, and I mean, he just, you know, Will Smith, you know, had a run in rap, then he had his run on Fresh Prince, then he had his run in movies. Now he has his run. You know what I'm saying? See, and I'm being real. See, I didn't want to be one of those guys that had this sweet 10 year run and then boom, back to whoever I was, you know, pre um, uh, Eric Thomas, the speaker, you know, because it's way before E.T. the hip hop preacher. So 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 let me just say that, that there are those of you that it's difficult for you to leave and make your move because you are so attached to these guys or these young ladies, because these like your best friend. These like your homies. And what I'm telling you is, 
There, here's the moment where you have to compartmentalize. Here's the moment where you say, I don't give up the friendship. I don't give up the spirituality. I don't give up the character. Like, I don't give up, you know, that we're going to be together for a lifetime. But as it relates to business, see, I got to make a move. And, and that's what I said. Like, I can't stay here. I can't stay in Huntsville. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to make a move. I've got to go get this master's degree. I've got I've to I've, I've get a two-year degree because that two-year degree is going to give me at least another five years extension, see? You know what I'm saying? That two-year degree is going to give me enough information to be fresh and current for at least another five years. So, so three quick things. So the first one was, okay, this is not a principle, but listen, it was about my personal growth. It was about the, my idea of where I wanted to reach in terms of business. Okay, but here are the three things as it relates to CJ said, what is the difference? So the first difference was the level of commitment to business. So when you talk about my squad prior to me coming to Michigan State, and you talk about CJ, you talk about Carl specifically, you know, you can add Lashana, you know, uh, and, 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 and the rest of the crew, the, 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 the level of commitment. This is something that Carl is not doing part-time. Like, he has literally dedicated his life to, yo, ETA. So, so everything he knows in terms of biology, everything CJ knew, you know what I'm saying? Every, everything we knew is going into this every single day. Whereas my homies before, I, I think we did the business when it was showtime. So when we had a week of prayer or when we had an event at a high school or we were asked to come to a college, we begin to prepare then for the work that we were doing. Listen to me. When I say you ain't got to get ready if you stay ready, we this this team spends way more time in practice and in preparation than we do. It. Listen, to, I'm talking about it might be like a 29 to one ratio and 29 hours of preparation. One hour of actually we show time in it. So, so that's the first one. There's a that, that, that this this team is committed to this. It's not part time. It's not something that they do when they feel like it. Number two, I think. The vision, you know, what I'm saying is much the, the depth of the vision, the expansion of the vision, you know, what 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 they believe we could do. The team before, I, you know, I think that, you know, whatever it was I was doing, that was the focal point with this squad. It's like, yo, E, we're going to make you into a household name. You know what I'm saying? Yo, E, we're going to have videos out and we're going to have everybody in the world going to be watching video. Yo, E, we're going to change the school district. Yo, E, we're going to get that Nobel Prize. So I think the vision, when you talk about my squad prior to me coming here, I think, see, it was about sight. We were focused on sight. We were focused on what we could see, what was in front of us. And, and, and I'm talking about nailing it. So, so whatever it was we had to do, we did knock it out the box. But this team, and maybe because you guys were younger, you know, and so it was a, a, an innocence. I met y'all in your 20s, so maybe there was this sense of innocence. But it was like, yo, we, you, we ET going to be the best motivational speaker in the world. And, and I, don't, and I don't even know if they knew what motivational speaking was. I don't even know if they had ever heard of a Dan Hardy or, 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 or Les Brown or Tony Robbins. Like, I don't even know if they knew Robert Kiyosaki. Like, I don't even think they knew who was in the game. But they were like, E.T. I can go. answer that. No. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think y'all knew. It, but, it, but you guys had, the first team had sight. 
this squad got vision. The first team, like, they saw some stuff, was like, let's go make it happen. The second squad, they making up stuff in their brain, in their mind, things that didn't even exist. The first squad, we were trying to accomplish what had been accomplished. Like, we're like, yo, we're going we to nail this. We're going to be better than anybody in this. The second team was like, yo, we going to the, uh, okay, bump the moon. We going to the red planets. You know what I'm saying? Like, we going to live up there and we going to stay up there. So, so, so their, 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 their vision was out of this world. And then finally, I think the willingness to transform, you know, and, and be tycoons, you know. And I, I think C was given to that. C's doing his homework, doing his research. Carl went back to school to get a degree. Like, we were like, yo, we will be transformed. Like, we're not going to be the same people we were before, you know, when we first got into this six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. So I think that's the second one is like these dudes are like transformers. You know what I'm saying? They're like constantly learning and, and, and researching and growing and looking at what other people are doing. And I can't even go to the movies with these guys. I can't go out to eat with them. It's always something. I can't get in the car and they see a billboard or hear a song on the radio. They like er, 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 transformers. You know what I'm saying? Robots in disguise. You know, they, they're constantly becoming different people. And as a result, they're taking the brand to a whole level. So I know that was lengthy, see, but for me, those were the three, uh, the three things, the, 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 the level of commitment, the vision, and the ability to transform. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I agree with, with, with what you're saying, at least on our end, you know, from where you're saying we are. And I want to take it back. You, the first one you talked about was practice versus play. And I want to make sure that people caught that. And so it's so funny to me, like, when people look at what we do and think the speaking is the bulk of what we do, and it's so not. Like, I, I'm thinking, like, for real, and you said 29 to 1, and I'm like, man, that might be a little too generous. Like, it might be like 50 to 1, right? And so I always say, like, we're getting ready to go to Dallas this weekend, right? I always say, like, actually getting to do a, con a conference and, like, speak and get up, like, that's dessert. It's a, it's a like, break. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a, a break, break from Seriously, work. it's yeah. a break. Going to London, like going to Poland, like, yo, that's literally a break. Like, I felt like we were on vacation, comparatively speaking. And it's so funny, like, we practice so much. And even when we even when we are actually speaking, sometimes it's practice. Like, and I'll give you an example. Like, for us, it was so funny. People would be like, man, y'all going to, you know, London and Poland. And, yeah, it's going to be so crazy. Y'all doing schools, you're doing this, you're doing that. And I'm like, yo, we there for like 11 days between the two spots and we might speak like eight or nine times. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you understand when we were coming up doing four <laughs> days? Like, I'm talking about literally hitting four schools at a time. Like, he would. there was days where he would literally start speaking at eight o'clock and I promise you, until 10 o'clock at night, at he wouldn't night. be done. Yeah. You know, and so, oh. that like, there, there was a fair level of practice to get us ready for the moments even within speaking. Does that make sense? Like, even within the speaking, there was practice and then there oh, no was, doubt. you know, Perfect. the actual thing. But but in terms of now where we're at, what we're saying is we, we run a company 24-7. Like, this is, this is a round-the-clock kind of deal here. And very rarely do we, even, even with the podcast and all we're doing, TGIM, all of that is still... You know, you're talking about uh, throughout the course of a whole week, maybe six, seven hours, right? And so a lot of what we do and a lot of the time that we spend is in the learning and the growth and development. And I think a lot of people, especially my entrepreneurs, 
you know, yes, you want to get busy, you want to go, you want to ride out, you want to get busy, but you cannot, you know, um, downplay the amount of practice you need, the amount of learning you need. And I think that's one thing that I always have to keep fresh on my mind is like, yo, in this process, we still have to get better. Like nothing is promised. Right, and so I agree with that. Yeah, in terms big. of the site. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, in terms of the site versus yeah, vision. We gotta get better. Yep. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta continue to get better. Like, look, nothing is promised. I tell people that all the time. I'm just dying laughing. People are like, yo, y'all made it. How you feel? I'm like, first of all, we didn't make it, right? <laughs> make I'm what? Like, but but here's what I always tell them. I said, ten years ago, they said make it a blockbuster night. And blockbuster name was synonymous with movies. And now it's not one blockbuster in the entire world. Trust me, you could fall off if you don't evolve, right? If you do not evolve, you can go under very quickly. Ten years ago, I promise you, me, Carl, and e, uh, sitting here right now, you could have never told me Blockbuster would not have one movie. Like, come on, Blockbuster ain't got a movie? And now they say Netflix and chill. Somebody will take your swag and somebody will take it to the next level if you are not constantly evolving, learning, and practicing. That's hey, the first thing. Hey, what's so crazy, see, man, this is crazy, y'all. Like, this don't have nothing to do with you know what you're saying in terms of blockbuster or anything, but like Sports Center, you know, um, um, like just a different, um, you know, social meet. Well, not shouldn't say social, but 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 te- television outlets. They see they changing their whole game. You know, they, they, these companies are about to go bankrupt, like because so much is done online now. Oh yeah, no. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So what people have to understand is with a Netflix, what Netflix did was they open up a like not only did they dominate that space. But they open up a whole nother genre. And so people that used to be safe in the industry, they're not safe anymore. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people are not watching television anymore. People are watching the game on uh, NFL ticket on online. Right. People are TV. watching their favorite shows right. online. They're not watching TV no more. So hey, somebody yo, said they was crazy. watching the debate on Twitter. I was like the the um what do you call it? Presidential debate on Twitter. I'm like, what is going on? But what I meant to say is see and this is crazy for me, but when you think about it, like, honestly, I don't care what business you're in, what is the limit? Like, wh- like where's the mark that you stop? Like, seriously, I, there's 7 billion people in the world. Like, what, what, at what point do you think you've made it? Like, I don't even understand that. Like, has every, every one of them 7 billion people bought your product and are satisfied, not just bought, but bought and are satisfied by your product and are repeat customers? Because that's the only way a business could say you've absolutely made it. It's none else on me to do. I just got to sell to aliens on Mars. So like, what's the limit? Like, how, do, how could you even get, and again, guys, this is our mindset because, I mean, you think about the work, the line of work that we do. Our mission is every single school, like every single kid. We, I got up this morning, guys, and I, I remember turning, I ran to Walmart real quick to grab some batteries to do the podcast, funny enough. But I turned on NPR for a quick second, and I just started hearing, you know, some about, it was some crazy article about, anyway, just abuse, kids being abused and something like that. And I'm just like, yo, do you understand that people are doing crazy things just because of lack of information? Like, they don't have purpose. So in terms of our brand, being able to reach people, reach kids, reach parents, reach administrators, like, where does that end? There's no end to that as long as we live. So how do we get comfortable? How do you ever stop pushing that envelope? You know what I'm saying? There's Absolutely. No, it's a no way to stop. There's no possible way. Oprah's still working, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oprah's still working. So I know we got a lot of work to do. But yeah, for those of you out there, man, and you grinding, like for real, even those of you having that success, man, it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed to last forever. And that's why I think what he said about sight versus vision is important, right? So when you're looking at, you, you, you got to look to where the ball is going or, or where the puck is going. In hockey, like 
when they pass it, everybody's moving. So you have to anticipate where your, your teammate is going to be, not where they are, right? You got to pass the puck ahead so you can anticipate that move. And so I think for us, it's anticipation and it's constantly, okay, what's going on next? Like what's going to happen next? And so we're always looking to see what's around the corner and how do you do that? You continue to work on your craft, master your craft and, and, and become you know, consumed with it, right? That's the only way you can truly anticipate. I talk about Peyton Manning all the time. Peyton Manning didn't have a strong arm. He wasn't necessarily the fastest, most athletic, none of that. But what, what he had was great anticipation. And so he could throw you open, right? And I hate when I use a sports analogy, but it's the best one I can use. So sorry if you're not familiar with football. But Peyton Manning would throw it before his receiver turned around because he knew where he was going to be, not where he was. And that made him an elite level quarterback, even though he didn't necessarily have the physical God-given tools to be able to pull that off at a high level. He did not look like Cam Newton. He didn't run like Cam Newton. He didn't have an arm, you know, the way Cam Newton had an arm, but he was obsessed with his craft and he anticipated and he knew where to be. He knew where to throw it. He knew what the defense was going to do. And so that anticipation and that vision allows you to thrive in a way that a lot of people will not be able to thrive. So I'm with you a thousand percent on that, E, and the willingness to transform. That's big. You know, we, we've evolved, you know, since we came in this thing, you know, it's always been, yeah, it's always been one of our big goals is to, you know, continue to evolve and continue to get better. But E, I want to take it back to uh, people out there now. They heard what you said in terms of the team and, you know, maybe they do need to upgrade their circle a bit, you know, especially my entrepreneurs, right? You got your friends working with you, your family members, whatever. Um, you're depending on them to help you in certain, you know, arenas. How do you um, do, do you let those people go? Do you try to find something else for them to do? Like, how do you make that transition? Like tangibly, you know, I'm always I'm big on giving them the principle. But like I'm out here, let's say I got my, you know, a couple of my buddies working with me. They're not really pulling their fair share. But like you said, they got good character. They're good people. They're just not necessarily capable at the time. Maybe I got my, my brother-in-law on my website and he's not up to par. You know, I got somebody else running my books and they don't know what they're doing. Like, what's the process for upgrading that circle like tangibly? Yeah, yeah. so see, um, a, a red light, is a, it, it means stop. You know, uh, a, a yellow light means, you know, to proceed with caution. And a green light means go. And so for those of us who've been fortunate enough to travel the world, see, it means the exact same thing in England. Now they drive on, they drive, well, I think it was on the left side, you know what I'm saying? But the red light still mean the exact same thing. Yellow light mean the exact same thing. We've been to Australia. The yellow, red, green, it all mean the exact, like it does not Actually, change. Actually, though, when we was over in, was it London or Poland, the yellow, uh, they go, they go yep. red, yellow, green. Yep. Yep. Yeah, red, it yellow, still green. mean caution, yep. I guess. It still it uh -huh. mean the exact same thing. But they, see? listen, hold on, let me explain to the people if they've never been over there. So you at you sitting at a red light, and then it turned yellow, and you could start like getting on your giddy up. Like, don't don't floor it yet, but like let off the brake and get ready. And it's like NASCAR. You just boom. You know what I'm saying? So it's a different, it's a different system. We were kind of confused, like, oh, okay, I can get with this little rolling start. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> no, your point is still well taken. Right, sure. But but even though they switched it up, Carl. It still mean the exact same thing. So what happened for us, see, we were able to flow with no problems. Even though they switched it up on us because the principle is the same, we were able to make the adjustments, see? You feel what I'm saying? And so what I'm saying is, you can't say, this is my friend or this is my brother. 
See, the principle is the same. Red means stop. Green means go. So it don't make a difference if it's your brother or your cousin or your best friend. Business means you making money. Business has a, it has a certain, you know what I'm saying? It has a certain uh, principle to it. There's certain rules to it. So it's not, okay, this person is a C or a minus, you know, a, a, a B or below. Okay, I'm going to hold on to him even though he a D because he's my cousin. No, it's business. And so if the individual is not holding their weight, if they're not helping your, look, I'm about to take it to a whole other level. I don't even care if they're functioning. If they do not have the ability to take your company to the next level and help your company to either grow in its influence, grow in its impact, or grow in its, its, its income, you, you got to let them go. So influence, impact, right, and income. That's so if they're not growing in that area, I was waiting on that third eye, girl. Yeah, I was like, too. what is he about to go Where's with the third eye? There? I was yeah, like, igloo. Yeah, we I ain't know what you're doing. Igloo, boy. Bro, I'm talking about you can't do. I got the GED, y'all. I'm like, yo, you freestyled that. Yeah, no, he was like, influence. It, I was like, oh, what's he coming with the third one? And it was a slight pause. I ain't gonna lie. It when you hear it back on the podcast, I got you had a slight stutter, but your freestyle game was so solid Ooh. that you came with that third eye. I was like, oh, yeah. it was like a rap battle. I was yeah, like, sorry oh, to cut you, but yeah, no, that's the landing. Yeah, keep going. Keep so I'm just saying, though, that's, the the, that, 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 that's the standard, guys. So it doesn't make a difference if it's your mama. If the influence ain't growing, you feel me? If the impact ain't happening, and the income ain't changing. You know what I'm saying? The influence, like, oh, we, our influence is growing. Guys, we're in the school districts all over the world. We're in the NFL, the NBA. The influence is taking, the impact, our, 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 my husband and I was going to get a divorce. I made it through chemotherapy listening to the mixtape. Our kids, they've gone to another level academically. The impact is there. And then the income. We, we, you demand way more see now for me than you did five, six years ago. So if that is not increasing, it doesn't make a difference who they are. If they cannot bring that upper level, then they gotta go. I had see, I had a um man, this was my best and worst experience as providing a service. I had a call with a client, and my services lasted one call. And in that call, the concern was like, here's the business, here's what's happening, here's the problem. Like I got a couple of workers that are doing this, that, and I gave the lady one piece of advice, see, and we never had another call again. She texts me and said, let me just tell you something. I don't know who you are or what you just, where you got that from, but you just changed my whole business. You know what I told her? I told her, put the right people in the right place. Like, see what their gifts are. Because what happened to her? This person had a degree for something, but it wasn't working. She's like, yo, this person is super deep in customer service. Like, relational is all get out. But I think she had her doing accounting or something like that. I was like, let me just tell you something. Put the person where their gift is. Change your whole company structure. I don't care who got a degree. Put them where their gift is and give them just a little window to learn. See, it wasn't a week. It wasn't a week. She, she, she didn't even, like I said, she didn't even call back. She emailed and said, you are a genius. Thank you. My whole business has just changed and gone to another level. And yeah, I'm just like, wow, you know, just putting you, you the right people. You got to have the people. right people on the bus, but you got to have the right people in the right seats. In the right on the seats bus. on the bus. And then the mm -hmm. other thing I was going to say, E, to you, is well in response to C's question is Josh said it on one of the BU calls he said when somebody comes into your sphere of influence you take that seriously they may not be the right person for you but you help them on to the next opportunity yeah. 
So it's not like, hey, you can't work with me, I'm done, get out of here. It's not that. It's like, yo, I value the relationship. You're a person. I value, you know, what we have as humans. So what I'm going to do is I could see there's a skill set that you have. It may not be for me, but let's just see if you can work over here. Or let me try to open up some other opportunity f- for you here. Yeah, but let me, let me ask you this. And as you're talking, I'm feeling you, right? I'm definitely feeling what you're saying. At the same time, look at Carl and I, and there was probably a time where you could look at us and we didn't have an influence. We didn't have an impact. And we did and definitely we had an income, income. <laughs> right? And, I mean, I'm gonna be real. I had never, I, I didn't even know what I was doing. Like, I'm not even sure what like my title was. I was a president, but I wasn't sure what that meant. <laughs> Carl had just started videography. Uh, so what? So if I'm out there and I'm listening to you and I'm saying, yeah, I got my cousin working with me, my you know my my friends, couple of my you know sisters, whatever, and it's not working right now. Well, there was a time when it seemingly to the outside world, it wasn't necessarily working for us either. But you didn't throw us to the wayside and go get go hire you know, professionals and pay them six figures a year to make your, your brand go to the next level. You stuck with us and you believed in us and we got to that level, but we didn't start there. So what allowed you to say, okay, these are the guys and I'm going to roll with them and believe in them that we will get to the influence, impact and income as opposed to um, being ready made. I, I, I drafted Darko on potential. I drafted <laughs> Darko on potential. Uh, for those okay. of you that don't know, Darko is, um, <laughs> he got picked up before Dwayne Wade in the NBA draft. Let's just you say that. You heard about him. Carmelo, was Carmelo in that Sam draft? Bowie. Was Carmelo, Carmelo in that draft? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. He <laughs> yeah. got picked up before Carmelo, Wade, and Bosh. And, yeah. um, and the Pistons. Shout out to the Pistons for... Uh, <laughs> for passing for, up on... Shout out to the Pistons for having sight and not vision. <laughs> you feel me? So, so, so what happens is... I'm talking about sight, no vision. <laughs> so what happens is this, see, you hire on potential. You draft darker on potential. You saw something, see? They saw something. My man was from... He played international ball, European ball. They saw something. What they saw was... And somebody's got to help me with the term. It's called up what? Up upsize is that what it is see what'd you call oh upside yeah for sure you feel me so you got the upside see so when i saw you in car it's the upside but see how long does upside last uh, darko was gone after the third he got traded after the third or, or fourth season you know what i'm saying it's like you can only give a person so you have to decide in your company how long do i give you and it depends on the institution you know what i'm saying if you were working in something where you know it sales you might not be able to give a person three years in sales. You might only be able to give them three months, six months. I don't know. But I saw potential in C. I saw commitment in Carl. I, 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 not only did I see potential, I saw commitment. I saw them grinding toward it. And after the second year, I'm like, whoa, not only do I see potential, they're starting to put up in their areas. Carl doing videos and we getting hits. You know what I'm saying? People leaving comments. She got ideas. Oh, man, these ideas at the school is working. E, we should probably do this. And then do, uh, okay, do a skit on this. All right, and then we do this. And we had, we had the advantage doing 1825. And I'm like, ooh, they starting to come just for the, they not coming to hear E.T. speak. They coming to see the play. Ooh, okay, Carl videos, they liking that. Ooh, the secret to success. Ooh, they're starting to get some leverage. So I, I hire off potential but I keep you off productivity. Okay, so let me, let me, and I, like, you know me, I'm trying to be tangible here. So I, I agree, great information. So 
At what point though, E? So at what point did you say, okay, this might be working? Because we, I, I mean, yeah, we were doing stuff, but like the videos wasn't going viral. We weren't necessarily getting paid. Like, but the, but, you but, talking, but, you but, talking no, about no, no. stuff Remember that might have happened. Like, no, 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 the goal. We went, we ain't, we ain't on the, we ain't on if the, the video's blowing up. We on the goal. The goal is, yo, they coming to every advantage. So and so said he down with us, but he missed two or three. Carl at every one. Carl, Carl sacrificing wife. Carl sacrificing, you know, school. CJ sacrificing family. Oh, they at the event. Oh, not only are they at the advantage, C with them on Sundays. And C putting the skits together. Oh, the skits looking fire. Oh, C doing a, a hookup in the morning with the with the males. Oh, okay. Oh, we were, we, 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 we were actually getting things done, see? Not a world might not have seen the things that you guys were doing, but it was, it, it was tangible. There were tangible things you guys were doing to add to the company. And may I say this, adding things that did not exist prior to me. I just spoke. There were some good things I was doing, but you guys added the skit, added the videos. So, so I remember when you had Carl like, okay, Carl, um, we're going to do an intro. Remember that, Carl? An intro for the play. And Carl had an intro like it was a, a TV show. Straight, uh, I, I, literally, I went and studied all the intros, like Martin, all them shows, and literally created an intro intro out of that. Oh, that so, so, was so see, hot too. they loved it. Hey, that joint was so hot. You guys probably put it up one day, see, and put it up on the uh, line. But listen to me. So you guys were making headway. You were making, you were, you, you did have influence. Was it on the whole world? No, but it was on a bunch of kids from the old Office of Supported Services. You, was it impact? Yep. Each year, those kids was who were getting kicked out of school were coming back and, 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 and getting off academic probation. And then there were kids who didn't get on academic probation who, according to their um, predicted GPAs, they weren't even supposed to be able to stay at Michigan State an entire year. So y'all did have influence. You did, listen to me, you did have impact and you did have income. You made the university believe that you guys were so deep that they let me hire you guys, or not hire, but at least give you a graduate assistantship to stay on campus. So you did. You, you actually did influence the campus. You actually did have major impact, not the world, but the world according to East Lansing, and you did bring in income because you convinced people not only to give you a scholarship, but you convinced the school to give us money from the vending machine. So it may not have been on this level C, but there was productivity. And so it's, 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 it, listen to me, it don't take rocket science to see if your cousin or mother or brother or whoever, if it is a, a liability or an asset. And at the end of the day, a return on investment. If you're a liability, you got to go. If you're an investment, then we can keep you. Hmm. Uh, credit or deb debit, see? We never came back yep. to that, remember? Yep. Credit mm -hmm. or debit. Credit or debit. Yeah, no doubt. Break that down real quick, Carl. <laughs> so we talked. This was, this was, hey, from the London Hotel Room, man. We sitting down talking with Josh. And same concept he just said, but you, you literally want to analyze people on that basis. Are you a credit or are you a debit? Like, are you adding value or are you taking away every time? We talked about it in all kinds of different ways. We talked about mutualism. Like, we're going to bring the same analogy until you get it. You know, how many different ways you can get it. But now, credit or debit? You know what I'm saying? Are you a parasite or are you adding value to other people's lives? And, and we, was it the BU call? Yeah, BU call again. I'm telling y'all, y'all missing out. We talked about 
literally relationships was what the call was about but we showed how it applied not just on a, a, a you know my friend your friend my boy business it's on a business level too the same way you treat people on on the family level if you put that into your business i'm telling you you're gonna see the differences so not just credit or debit y'all just just think about it every relationship you have measure it up is it a credit or is it a debit mm, appreciate that and that's a good transition it makes my segue into uh, our next segment, much easier, so I appreciate that, Carl. Uh, we're going to jump into Ask E.T., and then um, this week, man, I think we're going we gonna to hit y'all with the one got to go. I got a one got to go for this week. I don't always have them, but, I, you know, I like to get ones that, you know, can generate a little controversy, you know, a little back and forth. You know, I don't want to have them too easy, so I think I got one this week. Uh, but before that, we have to tell you, and I, listen, I usually just say, hey, it's sponsored by Breathe University. We actually, Carl, have a clip, correct? I'm going to let you in on one of the Sunday calls. So you know we have our mastermind calls on Thursday night, which is tonight, which I host. And then Sundays, which ET hosts, we're both on each call. So we both are on both. But I guess we just like to say that I host one and E hosts one. But everybody, Carl, we're all on all of them, Josh. Um, and I was listening to the call on Sunday. And Vicky, um, shout out to Vicky, who's just a beast. Man, she said something so deep. And I was like, yo, Carl, pull that clip for me. And instead of doing the whole thing where we talk about BU and how great it is, I want them to hear what other members of the community sound like. Listen to me, guys. We are around some go-getters who don't make excuses, who make it happen, who are going to the next level, who are bringing some of their resources and information to the line at all times. Listen to me. Check this clip out, and then we want to see you uh, be a part of Breathe University. We want you to go to breatheuniversity.com, use the promo code BUSPECIAL, get 50% off your first month. But this is the kind of action that we got on the line. So, Carl, if you could drop that clip real quick. I just wanted to say quite quickly that I wanted just to talk about what Carl was saying about asking for help. That's what's working for me this week. I am a non-profit preneur, so I'm not an entrepreneur. I work in a non-profit area, so... Asking for help literally is my business, if I can put it that way. And so, um, just like Carl always says, we self-assessed. I looked at the organization. We had nothing. Like, we didn't have any money, nothing. So I asked the staff team, what is it that we do best? Because our, our, our nonprofit looks after mums and children zero to five. That's, that's our business. So from prenatal to pre-K, that's us. And so they said, we don't have any money. So I said, what do we do best? And they said... We cook, we bake, because we serve snacks for everything that we do from scratch. So I said to the staff, here's what we're going to do. We don't have the capacity to charge for anything, because we don't really do anything, other than looking after people. And uh, we don't have money to buy as much, but let's do what it is we can do and what we do well. We baked, and I said to the staff team, we're going to bake cookies, and they thought I meant like 25 or 30. We baked 4,000 chocolate chip cookies. We boxed them up pack them up, put bows on it, put bling on it, you name it. And I went round to every single business that I could find in my community. And I, we gave them a box of cookies each to say, thank you for paying your taxes in this community so that we could still exist. Thank you for what you do for those of them who've donated, those of them who haven't. We just wanted to say thank you for being there. My staff literally thought I had lost my mind. I drove miles and miles and miles and miles. And it, thought, it looked as if it made no sense. And then, we needed a new building. So 
So I went out there to all the businesses that I'd given cookies to the year before and I said, hey guys, I need your help. This is what we do. I was able to present to them what we did for the community in a way that they could understand and how they could get involved. Well, the bottom line of it is this. They all gave. Some gave doors, some gave floors, some gave two-by-fours, you name it. They gave different things. And the cut, to cut a long story short, we were able to renovate a building to the tune of half a million dollars because of 4,000 chocolate chip cookies. So after that, I went back to all the same guys and said, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're in the process of baking another set of cookies right now because we want to build a park. But this time, because we kept our word and did what we said we were going to do, I said to all of them, come and see the building. Anytime, any place, just come. And I went out there again to ask for help because as a, as a small nonprofit, we just didn't have the capacity. Well, would you know, I haven't even finished the park yet. I'm already sitting at over $100,000 in help because people could see we didn't have, we just did what we could do where we were at. If any 4,000 cookies were bringing just shy of a million dollars, I'd be no. But like Carl always says, self-assess. And like E says, do what you can do where you can do it. And for us, I mean, my, my annual budget was 160000 So how does that small organization get to a place where it's building things at over half a million dollars? But we were able to ask for help, but we gave whatever it was we could within our capacity. So asking for help for me has been working for me this weekend, just doing it, but adding value, even if it's chocolate chip cookies. Awesome. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, can you send that cookie recipe over ASAP? <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. And I'm listening and I'm like, yo, if y'all can get around people like this who making it happen, no excuses. We got to make it happen. So shout out to Vicky, man, for just going and make it happen. I still need that cookie recipe. Shoot me the cookie <laughs> recipe so I can, get, so I can go know, out and do my thing, You I don't need it, though. Too. See, it's going to be dangerous for me. Oh yeah, do do not get whatever you do. <laughs> we try to keep eat off of that. So the cookie um, minutes. Shout out, shout out to Vicky, man, and, yeah. and shout out to all our BUP, man. We got heat like that on the line, and it's not just me and E. Uh, of course, our presence is heavy on there, and we're gonna you know do our thing and teach the lesson for the day. But man, we have some major players, man, who are just good people doing great things. Carl, you sent me. I'm gonna read one more before we jump into Ask Et. But you sent me one more, and I want to pull it up and read it for them real quick if I have it. Um, yep, Carl just sent it to us yesterday. He, he didn't even say to read it. He was just like, yo, I wanted y'all to hear this. But somebody said, seriously blown away with uh, ETA. The support and flood of uh, prayers and uh, support from the strangers has been unbelievable. Never in my life have I ever had this feeling. Thank you all again. Um, I know it wasn't an easy road building this company. But I feel like you paved the way for people like me with a passion and determination to change lives. And this person was going through, um, had somebody who was going through surgery and the BU community just reached out and just, you know, looked out on a whole other level yep, and took care poured, of it. So man. you need to be a part of this community, man. If you've been thinking about it, now's the time. Um, get yourself around some positive people. All right, cool. Let's jump into... Um, let's jump into Ask ET. Let's see. Uh, let's see. We've got some good questions here. We do. All right, cool. So the first one is for Carl, and, and Ben in Kansas wants to know, Carl, how do you work on perfecting your craft? That's a spooky word for Carl, perfecting. <laughs> That's like an addiction. 
So, so my rule of thumb is, and you've heard me say it before, my rule of thumb is it never comes off my desk until I get some emotional reaction. If it's supposed to make me laugh, if it's supposed to make me cry, if it's supposed to whatever it is. So that's, that's one measurement that I use. The second measurement is I got people around me that are honest. My wife is brutally honest brutally honest so if it's something remotely that she doesn't like we've often this is not i'm not making this up we've often argued i mean profusely yeah, no off doubt. of me just showing her hey yeah, watch this 10 second clip real quick no, i'm so serious lord like, have mercy watch this little 10 second clip i'm thinking of just adding this as b-roll like he just said this what you think and it turned into like 30 <laughs> minutes of i'm like uh. are you serious yeah. Are you serious? So that's the second one. That's so two measures. And then like I, I tell people all the time, I'm realistic. Like you may not see it this way, but I see it this way. Like I'm in the same field as James Cameron. So if I'm going to measure myself in the field of video, video production, you know, any kind of thing, anything that goes on a screen that you watch, like that's the category I put myself in. So when I sit back and watch that he just made Titanic and it was the top grossing film, and then he came back and made Avatar that was now the new top grossing film, like it, it challenge you, challenges you just a bit. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no way that I'm sitting down thinking that I'm that deep of a dude when there's somebody out there grossing, like breaking your own record like the very next one. You know what I'm saying? It's like Bolt coming back next Olympics and breaking the records that he broke before. Like that's just like beast level. So just to be real, man, those are the three measures that I do to just make sure everything that comes out is, you know, at a high level. Like we, E is number one. We, we like beat this in our heads. Like we've seen it everywhere you go now. E is number one. And there's nothing the brand has to reflect that. Like we can't have E the best speaker. And, you know, the other stuff around E is like subpar. Like it, it's just it, it kills E's message, first of all. You know what I'm saying? So that's just the measures, man, that I use. Uh, let to me just say keep sometimes me Carl can take it too far, though. A I little bit. Carl, a little no, no, no. Bit. <laughs> Carl, take it too far. Let me tell you why Carl take it too far. So I was getting my master's degree, and I had to present my work to my entire committee. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to figure Carl, out where he was going. <laughs> yeah. So Carl, so I say, Carl, yo, put my slides together. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's make the slides, the presentation beastful, because this is like the last thing I got to do to get my master's degree. So Carl's like, bet I got you. We sit down. We put together slides. We take a couple hours. Carl got the images, got the transitions, got everything. Sweet. I get up there for about an hour and a half, and Carl and E and everybody's in the room when I'm, you know, doing my hookup. Everybody's in there. I get done with an hour and a half pouring my heart and soul out for everything <laughs> I've been working on for two years. And the lead on my committee, uh. and, and, and I promise you, I am I this is not a lie. Doc, shout out to Dr. Onaga. Dr. Onaga, no doubt. Doctor, let me give her a shout out. Dr. Onaga was, I got done. She looked at me and she looked back at the screen and she looked at me and she said, who put your presentation together and can I have their number? And was dead serious. I'm serious. talking about one, but she didn't laugh. She didn't smirk anything. I just pointed to Carl and she was like, and so she stopped right then. Went over to Carl like, I have um, some presentations I need In to do. In the middle of How CD can I get fits. your number? Everything. Next thing I know, they were like, okay, we're going to go outside real quick. They went outside for 30 <laughs> seconds, came back in, and was like, okay, you passed. See you later. I was like, yo, wait a minute. What like, just they happened? literally snatched what up just my happened? whole joy of like, I thought I killed it. I was like, oh, they were so impressed. And they you did. Bored. I was eloquent. They was like, yo, who did your slides? Okay, bet. All right, you passed. Get out of here. 
I was like, man, come on. So hey, anyway. and I worked with her for probably about a year and a half after that. Like she, I did some oh, work yeah, with her. No, Carl, oh yeah, for Carl Burt laid that into yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carl was consulting back before we even knew he was consulting. <laughs> right. So shout out to Doctor Anaga for uh, being the first fan of Carl slides, and now the rest of the world can see him. Um, e, real quick, Travis. Uh, actually, Travis, sorry, man, I don't think we got time for that. That's probably too long a question. Um, Melissa in Boston says, CJ, uh, we love the mixtapes and the albums. Where do you draw uh, from inspiration for your creativity? Um, just from E, man. Just just trying to be authentic and be original. You know what I mean? Like, you know, no two people are built the same. You know, no two humans are built the same. I always wonder, like, and I said this to, um, I think I said it to, to Kendall yesterday, and I was just talking and I was like, what would like life look like if we had to start over? Like, what would a car look like if nobody had ever seen a car and they were just like, yo, all right, Carl, CJ, and E, build a car. Like, would we have four wheels? Would the steering wheel be on this side? Would the radio be right there? Would it have back seats? Like, what would it look like? And so for me, I always try to, yeah, I'm going to draw inspiration from other places and look around and see what inspires me and things like that. But when we talk about building a brand, you build something that's unique, that's never been done. I love it. Oh, that was, it was Jeremy. Shout out to Jeremy. And I told Jeremy, I'm just like, yo, build your own brand the way you see it. Like for those of you out there, don't try to build your brand like somebody else. There's going to be people who love you for you and love your brand for what it is. And they've been waiting on somebody to blend those two worlds together. So don't worry about being somebody else's brand. So for me, the creativity, I don't even look at it as creativity. I just look at and say, what are we, right? We love music. We love, he grew up on hip hop. I grew up on hip hop. Carl grew up on hip hop. So we just... We got that vibe, so it made sense to put words with music. So, I, I mean, you, when you're talking about being creative, just just be original, just be unique to yourself, and I think the creativity will then come out. So, um, great question, thank you for that. All right, guys, um, I want to I want to get into this because I know E's got to go. How much time we got? Uh, it's twelve. Oh no, we got time. It's twelve thirty. Okay, um, my one got to go. And this segment we left it for the end this time, so I'm, hey, I'm nervous. This segment is brought to you. We got a new sponsor this week. The sponsor this week is ETA Records. That's right, mm -hmm. ETA Records. For those of you who know, we dropped a single. You've seen our artist Toby going in. You've seen my younger brother, my wife's younger brother, Kale, going in as well. You heard him on the album, on the track, My Wrong is Right, going in. And you've heard Toby on the ETA Music Fridays. Kale actually released his debut single, which we're going to play for you at the end of the podcast. But Kale released his debut single um, just a couple weeks ago. It's been getting a crazy response. And I've been waiting to drop something from Kale for a long time. But I'll be honest, I felt like he was playing with it. I didn't hear the passion and the hunger and the delivery. For those of you who don't know, uh, my, my wife and her brothers, um, my, my mother-in-law at one point was addicted to crack cocaine and they had a very rough upbringing and um, were able to, you know, by God's grace, come through that. My mother-in-law is great now, you know, been sober for years. And, um, but Kel went through a lot. And so when he raps, I always tell him like, yo, I need to feel that passion. I need to feel that pain. Like you got to come with it. And uh, I finally felt like, you know, he did that, man. He went in the booth and went crazy. And so we'll play that for you at the end of the podcast. Make sure you go check it out on iTunes. The song is called Get It by Kale, K-A-L-E. 
So go show Kel some love, man. His debut single, Great Kid Working Hard. He actually goes to East School, Oakwood. So he's an Oakwoodite. O-C- right? He's an Oakwoodite, man. O-C- and, and just a great kid overall, man. So go check out his single on iTunes. It's called Get It. You'll hear it at the end of the podcast. I have Carl play it, man. Just to listen to the passion and the pain and everything in his voice, man. It's just incredible. So um, go check that out as well as all the other ETA record stuff. You can check it out, ETA Music Fridays. And people ask me, like, what made y'all want to do that? For real, we, we, not, we don't complain, y'all. Like, for real, E and I were like, yo... It's not a whole lot for the kids to listen to. I'm listen, and I'm gonna be real with y'all. I'm just looking at my son, and I'm like, a lot of the stuff I can't have him listening to in good faith. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I grew up on hip hop, and I want him to grow up on hip hop. But like, a lot of the stuff now is like, I can't really have him listen to it. So I said, instead of complaining about it, which most people do, oh, rap music is this and that. I said, yo, let's start a label and let's find some artists who are dope first and foremost who can flow, who can go crazy in the booth, and then let's put some dope beats with them, let's sponsor them, let's put money into it, let's invest into them, and then let's take it to another level. And that's what we've done with our first two artists, Toby and Kale, and they just been killing it, man. And all of their stuff is clean, but it's not corny. And so that's what I love about it. And so if you're asking why did we start a record label, it's because, for real, we didn't want to talk about the problem. We wanted to do something about it. So check it out at the end of the podcast. Let's jump into One Gotta Go. All right, so... Let me set this up real smooth like I like to. So this week's theme is uh, food combinations. All right. So this is dynamic duo food combinations. This first contestant is a staple in any home. Every kid in America, if you didn't have a peanut allergy, (laughs) grew up eating these. You sometimes would spread the peanut butter a little heavier than the jelly. Sometimes you go a little heavier on the jelly. (laughs) But either way, if you didn't have a peanut allergy, you grew up eating peanut butter and jelly on a regular basis. So our first contestant into the arena is Mr. Peanut Butter and Jelly. The second one, there's a man on the phone who maybe (laughs) this is an automatic go for him and he could never get rid of it. But it is uh, one of E's favorite staples. It's got the, 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 the rich, cold, cream taste of the ice cream and the warm cookies that he likes to bake. Ooh. I think it's the Blue Bunny ice cream. Shout out to Blue Bunny. Write us a check. Cookie Monster! Mm. <laughs> and then the cookies, warm, heated up. Some of you saw the Cookie Gut video and know that um, E.T. Is a, is a fan. The next one is a, a, a southern staple. If you come down here to Atlanta, Georgia... You can find it in abundance. You go to Pascal's and some of the other soul food restaurants, you'll find a, a, a delicious plate of macaroni and mm. cheese. And cheese. Mm. So we have peanut da, butter da, da, and jelly. Da, <laughs> dynamic da, da, duo. You have peanut butter and jelly, wow. ice cream and cookies, or macaroni and cheese. One gotta wow. go. Let's go. Ouch. One gotta go. Who gotta go? As a grown man, peanut butter and jelly gotta go. <laughs> oh, as a kid, though. As a kid. As a kid. Got, hey, I still got, hey, Trey eat a peanut butter and jelly every day. I had one oh, yesterday. I was going to say, me and E talked about I it yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> I ain't tripping. Oh, Lord. I, I just had one. Ooh. You know, hey, here's the crazy part. When you, when, you, when, when you at the facility for the team, they got the, I'm talking about they got them. Oh man, they got them in the refrigerator. Oh, they got, the, just dude, a, they got the little smuckers joints that's like all in one. 
No, no, the team, they got just a peanut butter and jelly you that they cut in half. I do, but they got peanut butter and jelly cut in half. Is that, is that what you're talking about cups. No, 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 not, not that, see. They put them in a cup. Oh, wait a minute. They put it in a cup. The peanut butter and jelly cut in the middle, and they put it in a see-through cup, like an eight-ounce cup. And, ooh, that sucker was just not too cold, but just right, a little bit over room temperature. I had one yesterday in while a, the team was practicing. In a cup, he in said. A cup. Yeah. And they had about 20 of them. So you just grab them out and just hit you one. And <laughs> oh, wow. A peanut butter and jelly in a cup. Wow. So, uh, but even with that being said, you're still getting rid of it. Yeah, peanut butter and jelly got to go. I'm going to be real. In my opinion... Just my humble opinion, ice cream and cookies got to go. But I'm I'm not like a huge on sweets. But if ice cream and cookies got to go, then my wife would literally kill me because um, she is a, like, e, a cookie, ice cream and cookie C monster. is for cookie. That's good so enough for I'm me. I'm straight, though. I need that mac and cheese, that peanut butter. Oh, got to have that mac and, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese can go. You know what I'm saying? You could survive on the. Oh, you said the mac and cheese can go? No, Do we have can't our go. first ever no, no, three-way? No, 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 no. I say can't oh, go. Can't mac go. and can't cheese go. can't, can't go. go. That's, that's too much of a staple. Thanksgiving okay. around okay. the corner, too. So, so the only reason I'm going to tell y'all peanut butter and jelly can go now, the only reason... It's because this morning I went to Walmart and I grabbed the pumpkin and spice and the cinnamon raisin bread. So the, I'm mm. talking about the bread already got the stuff. And I had to think it through, see, because peanut butter and jelly is a tough one. But my son oh, is hooked on the so pumpkin. Classic. Oh, that's a classic. But little so man Americana. Got, hey, he got Americana. the whole family right now stuck on the, the pumpkin spice joint. They only do it, I guess, around this season for the Halloween or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah. he got the whole family on however they do it. Like, it's baked into the bread, so it's kind of sweet, and they got it in there already. So you just toss that joint with a little butter, and you got you a nice little experience. So that's the only okay. reason I'm okay. going to put the PB&J to the side. Okay. And, and so in, in, in typical fashion, you know I like to throw a curveball. So Hip Hop Preacher, I know you got to go, but give me one second. So now we got ice. I'm going to remove peanut butter and jelly. So we got ice cream and cookies, macaroni and cheese. And let me insert one. This is just for E, Carl. You ain't got it because I'm yeah, going to freak you. out and I ain't going to freak you. out. <laughs> but E, now you got ice cream and cookies, macaroni and cheese. Or grits and eggs. Ooh. <laughs> Dagger. <laughs> Dagger. Ooh. Hey, he fell he down. He almost see. exploded. <laughs> he fell down. Dagger. <laughs> Woo. Oh, you just right. get rid of now, <laughs> You just taking the Waffle House. You taking uh, the Breakfast Club in Houston. Wow. You just, you, oh, come on. Yeah, 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 mm. yep, 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 go, yep, bro. yep. Yeah, one got to go. The um nope 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 not that one not that one not that one um uh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you killing me, oh, Petey? Hey, if uh, one of them gotta go, the mac and cheese gotta go. Gonna go with the mac and and only because the mac and cheese is is seasonal. Like it's not something that I do on a regular, especially day. now. It's not something that I do regularly. I may do it mm. uh, Thanksgiving. I might do it Christmas. But we don't really frequent macaroni and cheese these days. So that's the only reason I'm letting it go. The cookies mm. and ice cream is something I'm going to try to knock out <laughs> on, a reg <laughs> on a regular basis. And the grits and eggs. See, that's just, that was homelessness. You're trying to strip me from homelessness. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. Eve will go get a bowl of grits and eggs and be happy as Oh, a no, let me tell man. you this. See, I don't know if you know this one. E has figured out how to do the grits in the doggone rice cooker. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I did not know that. In the rice cooker, yeah. like it blew my mind. Yeah. Like I seen him, I'm like, E, what you doing? Them I'm talking about and- super smoothie, <laughs> and then you drop that cheese on top. The sharp. Oh, oh, hey, I'm getting oh, I'm just getting excited just talking about it. Yeah, you put that cheese on. Uh, that okay, sharp. well let me oh, ask man. you this though, with your grits Woo. though. Sugar, come on, or see, butter and come salt. Come on, see, when I was a child, <laughs> I ate as a child. But when I became a man, I put salt and pepper. When I was a kid, they had to sugar me out. But when I became a man, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be real. I hate to say it, and I know I'm gonna get fried. Good thing I don't have Twitter. Uh, but I'm going with the sugar. I got. Ooh. I still drop a little sugar. And the in the uh, grits, yeah, that's I need oatmeal. That sweetness. That's oatmeal. Something about that's that the, the sweet grits with the peanut butter toast is, is my oh, go-to. So I'm straight oatmeal. on the on the butter. So I remember one time, I'll be real. My dad always put sugar on them when we were shorties, right? And we went over to my grandmother's house, and she, I guess, she had never made grits for us or something. She was like, "Y'all want some grits?" I'm like, "Oh yes, I love grits." Now, mind you, we had been sugared out. I mean, our grits were tasting like Kool-Aid at the crib. We got over there. She dropped some butter and some salt and pepper. I was like, what is this? I, I refused to eat it. She was like, you better eat. I was like, she said, you want the grits? I said, I don't, I didn't know what the missing ingredient was. I was probably like five or six, but I was like, oh, heaven. Yeah, you need no. that Get sugar when you buy. Yeah, you yep. need that and sugar when you buy. Yeah, I'm raising Trey on sugar grits. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's terrible for you. Yeah, it's like a little uh, early morning donut cake. You know what I'm saying? Just yep. sugar grits. Hey, so, so I um, only, I only, we didn't, we didn't grow up with it in Barbados. We did cream of wheat a lot. Like my, my parents yeah, did the sugar. alts and joints. So cream yeah, of wheat, I'm sugar. used to the sugar or honey yeah. or something like that. That's poor. But I got, I got introduced to grits with the salt and butter, yeah. and I hadn't turned since. Mm, it's poor. Yeah, see, I, I, you I, try I, to I turn show, grits into I show into you porch. a new life, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you a new life. Hey, yeah, I'm game. I'm game. I'm game. Carl been eating that Monte Cristo. I need you to come on over here. Coming to America, you know what I'm saying? I gotta get you right. Um, yeah, no. So yeah, shout out to uh, macaroni and cheese. We'll miss you. You're gone forever. Et dropped you mm, off the face mm, of the earth. Mm. Uh, maybe we'll come back with a round two of that at some point, man. For our favorite foods. Um, but with that being said, E, you got to get to the wife. We need that nugget of the day before we get out of here. Oh, Dallas. Sorry, Dallas. Dallas. Yep. Dallas. Yep. yep. This weekend, Dallas. If you are in and around the Dallas area. We are going in this Saturday. Hey, y'all, it's quit going. playing. One of the VIP sessions sold out. Quit playing. Yeah, we opened we had to another open one up just another for a VIP. couple spots. Yeah, quit yep. playing. Um, yeah, so make sure you check that out because I get to talk a little bit more in the VIP. I don't get a whole <laughs> lot. You know what I'm saying? E-hog the mic in the general session, but in the VIP is yeah. where uh, Scotty Pippen can get his threes I'm out. So, so I'm make sure you come check us out at the VIP session as well. Shout out to all our people in Dallas. We'll see you soon. Um, yeah, hit us with that nugget of the day real quick, E. Hey, guys, nothing much, but whatever you're going through, man, keep going. Like, for real. You, you, are, you, are, you are listening to three guys tell the story of going through. That's all you hear. Like, you're hearing what happened because we did not quit. That's what you're hearing. You're hearing what happened because all the struggles we went through, all the mess we went through, all of that, we kept going. So I'm not suggesting it's not hard. I'm not suggesting it's not challenging. Look, I'm not suggesting that it don't hurt. Sting, right? I'm talking about sting to the core. Some people you know hurt you. Some people betrayed you. But do me a huge favor. That does not give you the right to quit. 
That does not give you the right to stop becoming great. That doesn't give you the right to to not leave your legacy. That does not give you the right not to leave your mark. But ET, you don't understand, my friend. Trust me, I do. I understand. Life ain't been no crystal stare for your boy ET. But listen to me very closely. You already are in pain. Get something for it. Get a reward for it. And the only way you can get your reward, the only way this negativity is going to be positive, the only way this setback is going to be a setup for a comeback is that you have to go through. You can't go around it. You can't go under it. You can't go over it. You must go through it. But I'm here to tell you that on the other side of through is every dream you've ever had. On the other side of through is every victory you've ever wanted to experience. On the other side of through is everything you've ever dreamed of. So do me a favor. Get through it. It's your boy E.T. saying get through it. Hey, appreciate that nugget of the day, E. Y'all go leave us that review on iTunes so we can keep climbing them charts. And last but not least, man, y'all check out the new single of ETA Records. Debuting on the podcast for the first time ever is my little brother, man, Kale, K-A-L-E. Go check him out. The single's called Get It. It's on iTunes right now. Yeah. The power's in your hands now. The eyewear is at hand now. Either man up or man down. You got to stand up just to stand out. Enough with the handouts, ain't no excuse, you becoming a man Now it's up to you how your future gon' pan Now you the one gotta come up with a plan Now you gotta figure it out Your brother's not eating, your mama not sleeping So you gotta get her a house Your college tuition is costing a grip And you gotta put food in your mouth You gotta put clothes on your back You gotta get out of the hood And you gotta never come back You gotta rap, matter of fact No, you gotta snap Everything that you write should be cracked You gotta go in the booth and just black On track after track after track after track You gotta let them know you came to kill You gotta let them know this ain't a drill You gotta let them know that you got average skill But you got phenomenal will So you ain't got no time to chill Cause you only eat what you kill Everybody waiting on you to go and get it You know that you can't eat it if you don't kill it And I know that you've been hustling on your right for a minute But the only way to make it is to get it So let's get it Uh, Mama, I gotta keep grinding cause they'd rather see me in chains From out of the bottom we climbing, we gotta get out of the rain I promise I gotta keep shining cause they rather I be in shade I gotta exhaust every option cause they rather I be in pain Honestly it took a lot for me, they wasn't stopping me Now they pretend not to copy me If you don't ride for me then you were not gonna be sharing the spot at the top of me The people that doubted me counted me out but now they just count on me I'm taking whatever they got for me, mama be proud of me You know I gotta be real, yeah, you know I gotta be ill, yeah you know I gotta be one step ahead of the haters Cause they do not care if I make it And they are not paying my bills I gotta let them know I came to kill I gotta let them know this ain't a drill I gotta let them know that I got average skill But I got phenomenal will So I don't have no time to chill Cause I only eat what I kill Everybody waiting on you to go and get it You know that you can't eat Kill it. And I know that you've been hustling on your grind for a minute 
Only way to make it is to get it, so let's get it.